0: I had this stress addiction going on because stress was my comfort zone. And I was proud of it, Lindsay. I was burning out.
1: Welcome to another episode of Academics Mean Business. This is your host, Dr. Lindsay Padilla. Today, I have Dr. Valerie Baker. We had an amazing conversation, which I cannot wait to share with you. And it centered around desire, actually. And when she realized that she was unhappy in academia, specifically because of a female figure, actually, in the department that was making her life, well, miserable, she had anxiety, she had stress. um, And so she decided to kind of go all in on her private practice. And that's when she realized that she wasn't really... You know, living her life and doing what she wanted, and so she kept following that desire. And uh, recently, left her private practice to run an online full-time business. So the journey uh, that we go through with her is is one that many of you will connect with, um, feeling that academic trauma, um, what that that looks like, and how it shows up in your life, and how much unlearning we're doing, uh, deprogramming. Um, you know, from the the background uh, that we experienced, and how, you know, what we are doing <laughs> really online together as academics is really trying to overcome this conditioning together and building a community around it, and which is kind of how we end the episode. So it was just such a beautiful conversation because, I was talking to an academic who is a therapist and has a background in, um, you know, and actually resource researches transformation and she's able to guide women through that in this entrepreneur space. And so she works with high achieving women. So I felt like at, you know, at many points in the, in the recording that I was like, Oh yes. Whoa. Oh my gosh. So true. So i I found myself nodding, um, wanting to hire her of course, as well, uh, throughout the entire episode. So I'm so glad to share this one with you. And, uh, please, please, please reach out to Valerie if you have any questions or comments, especially in our Facebook group, because there's a lot of stuff for us to unpack um, as academics, as you know, women navigating this world. So hope you enjoy this one and keep me posted and let me know how uh, if it's resonating with you and share with us what you're getting out of it in the group. Welcome. Today I have Dr. Valerie Baker with us, and I'm excited to have her because we've been apparently circling around each other for a while, (laughs) mutual (laughs) friends, um, and I love when I see just, you know, the doctor in front of someone's name. I'm like, oh, let me click through and see what's going on. And I'm like, you should come on my podcast. Um, So yes, Dr. Valerie is here with us today, and I'm really excited to jump into your story and hear a little bit about your business.
0: Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. It, this is uh, just such a pleasure and a privilege. So um, my story, gosh, so would you like to hear the Exodus story from <laughs> academia? Is yeah, that well, tell us a, little bit. a good let's place start, to start? Let's start with like, yeah, any kind of, you know, give us your
1: CV in a nutshell if you want, but like, tell us a little bit about what you decided to study, um, kind of, you know, the topics and the subjects that you, you know, fell in love with in order to finish the mm-hmm. PhD. You got to love your your research. So tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Give Give us that that background. <sighs>
0: kind of love that. I kind of love that question. I don't think anybody has ever asked me about my research. I before. love it. Oh, this <laughs> so, <been good. laughs> there we go. So, I studied psychology. Uh, that should give you a pretty good idea about how messed up um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs>
1: judgment excuse. from the sociologist here. No judgment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, why do we study what we study? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. to figure something out for mm-hmm. ourselves. So, I was on this quest of figuring out. I guess, like my my own suffering sure. and um, giving uh, names and uh, understandings to what I was going through. So I I uh, grew up in Russia, and I did my undergrad in psych um, there, and hmm. uh, then I moved, and um, I um, fell in love with New York City. Mm-hmm. I actually wasn't planning of, on moving, but ended up uh, staying, and um, I, my journey took me to Colombia to study psychological counseling, mm-hmm. and then I went um on to study uh, for my PhD at the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. But um, basically what was going on was that I was um, having pretty intense anxiety. I didn't know what that was. And Mm. I would go to uh, therapy and, you know, talk therapy. I don't know if you've had this lovely experience, but they just talk to you about shit. And uh, it's completely, um, and um, I, I I hope that as um, a licensed psychologist and therapist oh, for well over a decade, I've earned my stripes to mm. trash the whole field. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I would say, yeah, <laughs> yes, we'll let, you, we'll let you go with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, there's been uh, so much um kind of useless talking about stuff and Mm. not the tool set of what to actually do to feel better. So I've been trying to figure this out on my own and just fumbling about. I discovered yoga and for the first time I got to the place of, oh my gosh, I'm fully relaxed and my mind is not racing Mm. and I'm at ease and I feel good. And so I then started pursuing this combination of embodied things like Yoga, uh, mindfulness, mindful movement, and talk therapy. And, okay. Um, And for my dissertation, I studied uh, how people actually transform from living lives where they feel locked in with whatever is going on, anxiety or or depression, or they they just feel stuck. Mm. And then uh, something happens, they go on a journey and they emerge transformed. And so I studied that. (laughs) I'm a big geek. And uh, I integrated into my um, psychology practice. And I saw amazing results, um, but it took me years to understand that there was this one missing piece that I didn't learn about in my um, master's program and my doctoral mm. program that they did don't teach about it all, and I'll be happy to <laughs> oh, share yeah. with you so and the listeners dig, what the we missing. We'll dig into
1: that. Yes, yes what yes. the missing
0: piece is. So it
1: sounds like you had your own practice. Am, am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that. And we've had we've had a few psychologists on, and I keep kind of bringing up this theme. Now that I'm interviewing academics with business, it's kind of common to see psychologists in the business field. Mm-hmm. Um, less common to see someone with a you know in sociology or something like that. So there's definitely types of um, degrees that are represented a little bit more in entrepreneurship. And I wonder if it's because you know you guys go into your dis- your your PhD, kind of knowing that pre- like having a practice is an option where it's not just maybe teaching. Mm. So did you know that you didn't want to go back into academia and and teach the world psychologist? Or, you know, and so what 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 about you had this idea of starting a business? Because that would maybe get some insight, even for people not in the field of psychology, but any
0: sort of mm-hmm. you know
1: inclination you had to want to start your own business.
0: Well, I was hungry and I was mm. foolish <laughs> and <laughs> that's the combo for entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I was so hungry and foolish that I paid for my master's program at Columbia with you know those zero percent APR offers sure. and credit cards. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sixty yeah, k. I put sixty thousand dollars on those because, uh, as a new um, immigrant, uh, I was on the work visa and mm. I I wasn't. Qualified for any uh, student or loans or scholarships, yeah. nothing. So that's how foolish I was, and that's how hungry I was. So mm-hmm. I was the only student of my uh, entire class to actually start my private practice in New York City be working before oh, I wow. graduated. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of my professors actually? You know, we we had a great relationship. She supervised me, she's like, "I'm going to supervise your private practice. I believe in you." Mm. I'm like, "Okay, let's go." So <laughs> that's so awesome. it was it wasn't planned. And it was just really following that, that, well, I don't really love the word passion, but some kind of divine dissatisfaction that, mm. oh, I just, I just gotta, I, I'm just gonna, I, I'm scared shitless and I'm just gonna do this. I have mm-hmm. no idea how, Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm just going for it.
1: Yeah, well, that's, and that, that, I think, like you said, the, the foolishness of the, just <laughs> the, the drive, um, and that combination is huge because if you, if you, you kind of didn't really have any options. So it was either you had to do something like that or, or what, not, you know, not complete the yeah. degree. So. Well,
0: I, yeah, the, the have to, that, that I had to, mm. that was big, burning the bridges was big, mm. uh, but I did go back to academia too. I, okay. I did both. Yeah. I, uh, I ended up getting a job um i was teaching i was an adjunct professor at a masters program uh teaching counselors and uh, i was working in psychological services in academia so ah, yeah. uh, so uh, and i spent quite a few years In in that environment, and it was both super. um, I mean, it was healing Mm. and traumatizing
1: (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Yes, Uh, there's a local friend that I just recently met who's going to be on the podcast this week, and she she calls it academic uh, PTSD. Not to diminish uh, Mm -hmm. PTSD, but there there is Mm -hmm. some some very traumatic things that. That can happen mm-hmm. in academia, so I'm yeah. sure you. Oh, you're gonna love. We,
0: we, we, we'll take the conversation yeah. later. It has to do with trauma and PTSD. Mm. Okay, all right. Well, so, don't forget so, yeah. that. Remind me. No, I. <laughs> I won't. That, that's that's a part of the package of trauma. You can't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> So that uh, my um, so the academic journey—it's yeah. uh, it w- was amazing working with students. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was so fulfilling, um, but being in that structure that squashed um uh, innovation um squashed um creativity that prescribed a certain way it's a very patriarchal structure yes 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 it is. and 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 I felt very like oh my gosh torn like should I be in this race should I be publishing competing but there, there was this part big part of me that was resisting that and so I was confused I was you know, um, was trying to play by the rules and at the same time there was this renegade in me. Um but frankly I never planned I never planned on leaving because mm. that was a quote unquote dream job. Yep. And um I never planned on being a full-time entrepreneur. It didn't occur to me no, because I was so programmed by the patriarchy that you just get on the tracks and you stay on the tracks, you earn your stripes, you be a a good student and a good worker, whatever, whatever, be useful, earn your degrees, um, and serve. So it didn't even enter my consciousness as a possibility.
1: Isn't that amazing? I may, I could have said that as my story, (laughs) so much of that language. I was like, yep, yep. Um, so yes. So when did you start to actually like what kind of cracks were being made? Um, you had that that feeling. Um, it, I'm sure you're you have students in your office that you're working through some of the the struggles and the difficulties of academia and the lack of mental health and support for students. Um, so what what did make you start to go okay? There's something bigger, or I need to potentially expand outside of this, this space that does feel like it's keeping me, you know, just whatever that I'm just following the rules that I'm programmed? When did you start to
0: kind of realize that? Mm. Again, I really can't. Take credit for having planned it. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But a series of events maybe built up, a or some series some sort of events. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What what happened was, um, I uh, my boss, who was my mentor and this amazing um, enlightened woman fairy godmother, left, and I got uh, um, an evil stepmother in her stead, who was. Um, emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. I got an emotionally Mm -hmm. abusive boss who was also deeply, deeply traumatized by the system. Mm -hmm. Deeply traumatized. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Patriarchy spliced and diced her and she she was deeply unhappy. That's my analysis of her. Yeah, sure. But but it it really came out as this uh, power trip where um, uh, she was just so she she was trying to cut off any shoot of um, creativity or mm-hmm. innovation, my oxygen. Mm-hmm. And But I, I'm a diehard. I still didn't think I would be leaving. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. needed a break. And so I mm-hmm. requested a vacation and I went on this yoga retreat. And on that yoga retreat, we went in deep, got in touch with the heart's desire and the, that in the knowing. And I came out of it and I returned and I felt very different. And when I went into her office, she called me to, again. Unleash some kind of verbal abuse episode on me, and this time I just sat there and I listened. And then she was done, and I got up and I put my hand on the door handle and I turned it. I walked out. I closed the door behind me. I went to my office. I wrote an email to HR that I'm taking a leave of absence, you know, uh, for medical reasons. Mm. which was anxiety. It mm-hmm. was completely legit. The woman mm-hmm. was like driving me into such deep trauma response that was, uh, yeah, something else. Mm. And I packed up and I left and I never mm. went back, you know. Wow. Um, at the end of my leave of absence, I just resigned and um, I built up my private practice. It mm. just exploded. It just like the floodgates opened. I said, yes, yep. and it filled up. And when it filled up, I realized that there was more that I wanted to do, that I had a message that was bigger, that I really love the healing journey, and I need to reach more people than I can reach um, working one-on-one. And so I poured the work that I was doing one-on-one into a system that I could teach, I could write about, I could lead retreats with, Mm. and uh, I could share with a lot of people. And so that was the next incarnation of my business.
1: Awesome. So, so then that you kind of started to look online, which is kind of a, as the way to Mm -hmm. expand, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what did, what did those first initial kind of that that first initial kind of jump into the online space and this way of in um, leaving, not leaving. Do you still have your mm-hmm. private practice actually? Or?
0: I closed my closed practice it. in March. Okay, yeah. oh, wow. So, yeah. That's yeah. really fresh.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're recording this in April. So um, yeah, so okay, so tell me a little bit about, yeah, where did you start to turn to get um, what are those first steps you took? I think that's a, a great way of looking at it. Where What are the first steps you took to really grow the practice online or turn it into something online?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really, really just fumbling, fumbling about. Sure. Uh, I took we every are. online program <laughs> yeah. there was. I watched every webinar. Mm-hmm, I signed mm-hmm. up for everything and then forgot about it five minutes later. It was just so <laughs> scattered. It yeah. was just like really... Um, looking for something to um, make this work and what I didn't realize um, that that I see now but maybe I, I probably needed to go on this journey of consuming, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I realize think it's a very
1: academic I, way of doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Very I heady. did the same thing uh-huh. most of the people that come, that come on this podcast. Because we're such great students yeah. and we're yep. so
0: programmed to be looking for the right answer somewhere yep. outside. Yep. And what I yep. realize now, like I could have just, you know, um, taken space and uh, taken any tool really mm-hmm. just like take one system try it on for size and just stick with it yeah. but That's instead of course advice I tried right everything I did my research to full saturation so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've tried it all but you know really I just uh, s- scratched the surface and ultimately it, it's been the journey of connecting with how I desire to live my life mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. How I desire to structure my time, yep. As um, as a woman, as a mother, yeah. um, and um, yeah, getting in touch with my desires was huge, mm-hmm. a huge part of my healing and journey, and and that turned my business just that that was just like opening the floodgates again on, on a new level, because um, instead of looking for a system that would work for me and trying to make the shoe fit. Mm -hmm. And it never did. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is how I desire this to fit around my life. And let me just, okay, pick this, this and this.
1: Yes, that's so good. And I, this is something that you brought up this idea of connecting with your desire again, mm-hmm. right? So you connected, it sounds like when you went inward with the yoga retreat, and then you were sitting mm-hmm. in front of this woman who is causing such pain in your life. And you're like, I do not desire this anymore. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. And I think yeah, I think as women, um, it's a, a lot of times we are just so giving and so, you know, trying to accommodate other people um, as how we've been conditioned in the society and how we show up. And, and I feel very, not as a mother, but just I, I think as a as a woman in this society, but also as an academic, like it's not about what you want. It's about that external validation yeah. like this. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what research is going to get you whatever mm-hmm. you're looking for. So maybe you do desire, quote unquote, some sort of, achievement in in academia but in the end it's like it's not really going to like how do you want to feel like what do you yeah. what do you want to spend your day like cuz that's already programmed like you said your language it's it's programmed and, and the path is shown for us so once we start asking that question it's like oh wait a lot of what i was doing in academia it wasn't serving me. That's what I started mm-hmm. to realize too. As much as I loved teaching and I loved being there for my students, there were so many other aspects of it that just wasn't that fun for me. And yeah. um, so I love that because I, th- I think entrepreneurship has uh, encouraged me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but forced me. <laughs> but yeah. just, because you kind of have to ask that a lot more than I ever did in, in academia. Uh-huh. It was just turned off. Um, so, you know, thank you for bringing that up because I think it's really important, um, as you're, as you're starting a new business, there's a lot of advice out there and a lot of it works, uh, individually, Mm -hmm. right. But, you know, deciding how you are going to show up and I think deciding how you can best use your skills, uh, your knowledge, you know, we're different than some other entrepreneurs who don't yeah. have this kind of research background or this teaching background. And so, you know, not some of the easy blueprints out there may or may not work for us. So mm-hmm. I think getting really in tune with how do we want to feel? Um, and it's great. I mean, it's such an exploration because it's so different from the programming <laughs> that we experienced in in academia. So it's, yeah. that's what's so uh, like, enlivening, I think is a word, I, like I feel very alive. Um, doing entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, because it's just a roller coaster of just all these different challenges and new things that are so different than academia
0: but, yeah um, yeah <laughs> I'm glad you got Definitely. in touch with that
1: yeah so so I'm, I''m it's cool to hear you're you're you answering that call and and really starting to design a business that that fit what you wanted so so tell me about that tell us about what your business was looking like uh, as you were running a practice but also it sounds like doing, you know, exploring online opportunities as well. So what what did your day look like? I think it, it would be really great to help mm-hmm. someone who's maybe trying to start something on the side.
0: Yeah. So when I was running my practice, my days were so, so busy and I was mm. operating, although I, I left my employment, I was self-employed, mm-hmm. but I was still operating in in this very patriarchal paradigm. where sure. Work, 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 work. Um, stay busy, stay stressed. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize, uh, and this is something that I teach about now, um, but it took quite a wake-up call for me. I didn't realize that um, I had this stress addiction going on, Mm -hmm. basically feeling, because stress was my comfort zone. And I find that for a lot of self-made women, Mm -hmm. stress feels normal. They don't even realize they're stressed. I start talking to them about stress. I don't feel stressed because it feels empowering that state mm. of nervous system hyperactivation actually feels yep. normal and empowering but mm-hmm. it does take a toll and so i yep. was running myself so so hard and I, I took a lot of pride in it oh i i saw 40 clients this yeah week. look how much i accomplished yeah and yep. i was proud of it lindsay i mm-hmm. was burning mm-hmm. out i was yeah, But of course, that was also, I was escaping from some things I didn't want to yep. look at in myself, in my life, my marriage was not happy. And mm. I was also using work as um, as this very positive coping. I mean, it's better than shooting heroin. Yay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> You're making money. Yeah, totally. But it's still an addiction. It's still an addiction. Mm-hmm. Anything that takes us outside of looking at things, um, honestly, and being present in our own lives. And so mm. I was, in theory, creating this great... Um, Quote unquote freedom lifestyle. Sure, but, sure. <laughs> Sounds familiar. And like I, was, of me like, yeah, I was like, no, this is free entrepreneurship. I to work too. whatever 100 yeah. hours a week I <laughs> damn well <laughs> pleased. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the beginning. And at the same time as seeing my, my uh, clients face to face, I was um, building out online courses mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, launching them, and uh, it was fun. But Again, just like working day and night. That sounds yeah. <laughs> so when did
1: you when did you decide that you wanted to kind of go full full time? So mm-hmm. did you plan? Um, was it like a kind of an exit financial strategy? Mm-hmm. Was it, um, yeah, what did that
0: look like for you? Well, knowing as well as you know me by now, yeah, you can probably guess. <laughs> was there guess. No plan? <laughs> you can probably guess that there was no plan. Um, so <laughs> what happened was, again, that, that feeling that uh, mm-hmm. I... I I I wanted to be on bigger platforms. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started winding down the practice little by little, letting go of that trapeze before taking taking the leap. So not a little, 100 hours, 80 hours, yeah, yeah, 60 yeah. hours, something like that. Winding it. it down slowly. <laughs> and uh, just like unwinding one grippy finger at a time. Like, okay, mm-hmm. almost time to leap, almost time to leap. And um, and then I just put a date on the calendar when mm. that would happen. Uh, because I already knew that the new system would work. Like I, yep. I knew that yeah. I could teach a workshop and I would make X amount. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I could teach a workshop. I could invite people to enroll in working with me for a longer period of time. I, I knew that would work mm-hmm. um, because I I had hard proof, <laughs> yeah, academic yeah, validated. Need that. Yeah, that, people had that, that, given you money for your yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, that was validated. Um, and I guess what I and. Uh, that was also getting in touch with my values and my desires. Mm. One of my values mm-hmm. is location independence. I love being able mm. to travel and live in different places. And uh, being a mom, my daughter is seven. Mm. I, I I value being able to take her with yeah. me to different places. She's been... Um, you know she's been places like brazil several times russia you know east coast west coast um northwest south yeah, south awesome. she, she's traveled a lot and yeah. and i realized that um i just i just needed that and i wanted that yeah. and and for women again we're so conditioned like like you said we're conditioned not to be in touch with our wants and needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was really big for me, not only getting in touch with that need, um, validating it for myself that, yes, mm-hmm. I'm entitled to have it. Mm. And yes, I can. And there is absolutely no reason why I shouldn't. So, and and yeah, it took some courage. It took some, yeah, it took some, he, again, scared shitless, I'm doing it anyway. Sure, sure. <laughs> There's always There's that moment. That. There's a lot There's of that. There's a lot of that. But you know, well, mm-hmm. this is something that I am really passionate about teaching too. That, that there are specific practices, and a lot of them come from yoga, uh, mind-body mm. practices, healing um, techniques that make our nervous systems feel okay during those scared shitless moments Mm. and it's not Mm -hmm. just the mindset it's it's deeper it is calming Mm -hmm. down the nervous system to the place where yeah sure i can do this it doesn't yeah. feel rough. Yep. It doesn't feel threatening, and it doesn't want. It doesn't make you want to run and hide and pull the blankets over your head with like mm-hmm. um, a pint of ice cream and then glass of wine and Netflix all at the same time. I've never done that. I don't know. What you're <laughs> I talking <neither>. about. <laughs> I don't know where this
1: came from. <laughs> Very specific. Very specific. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, so part of me. Wants to venture down the rabbit hole of you know what what in academia and this kind of that conditioning and that programming mm-hmm. um, has actually served you well yeah. in being able to do this mm-hmm. um, and and what kind of skills do you see uh, yeah see your training and your background and your research and your your love for for what you studied um, is really serving you in entrepreneurship yeah. and feeling like you're able to create a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's a great question. I am f-ing thorough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Nice. <I> love it. <laughs> we are fucking thorough. We have to do, We have to write. <laughs> we have to go through everything, comb everything, distill it. Yeah, I, definitely. I
0: typically don't just pull out of my ass and like no. present it as a like, <laughs> like oh, you have I have actually this coaching <laughs> technique that's magical uh, unicorn whatever um I
1: almost bought that program I've I've seen it there's like sparkles everywhere (laughs) and
0: yeah (laughs) and you know it's hard to resist that 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 promise but you know there is something for me I find it so comforting for myself that okay it's actually based on something like mm. like the system that, that that I teach in the coaching that I do now. Um, it's it's based on my original research on transformation, and there's been a lot of literature reviewed, as you know, like the Weird, drill, right? What go, goes <laughs> goes in that yeah. and that, uh, and like working with actual people, and and then and then validating it for years. I mean, I'm a slow mm. learner. I uh, I mean, I'm not advocating that. That's uh, like the value of that path. There, there sure. are a lot of things that I need to un- be unlearning every day. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I do respect things that have been tested. I personally don't believe anything, and but I'll try anything. Let, let's mm. see if that works. So um, that that's one thing, and uh, just I can I guess figuring things out and um, like when I started teaching um, in the master's program I was I was still uh, working on my dissertation I didn't have any time sure. and and just like this uh, audacity oh I actually <laughs> to appear a little bit older I don't necessarily uh, shoot for that now but
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're kind of doing the
0: opposite yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um, um, and uh, so I call this my artificial intelligence move I I went for these big big hipster glasses nice Uh, and uh, yeah it it was just like okay I'm gonna appear like smarter and older whatever I needed to like put on some disguise Yeah. yeah because I was literally like one chapter ahead of them um, and I was yep, just m- yep. ma- making it up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that that's a great um, strength um, now yep. in entrepreneurship, m- making it up. And also something that um, I was much reprimanded for by my um, former boss, to whom I'm so grateful for being so terrible to me mm. that uh, it launched yeah, my entire life. <laughs> 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 she proved to me beyond the shadow of the doubt that mm. I was unemployable. Um, <laughs> she she would say things like, oh, you can't take no for an answer. Um, and I would look at her and wonder, well, wh- wh- why do you take no for an answer from all these higher-ups that, like, you know mm. more than them? But yeah. n- now I, I, I see it different. I see the trauma of uh, the patriarchy. I see how it, like, really molds us into compl- compliance and playing small. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't what... You know, she was busy healing, healing in herself. And um, let's see. And another thing that she would, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at things that were kind of, uh, I was labeled with as Mm. being noncompliant or too much this or too much that. And it's been a process of reclaiming them as strengths. Mm. And... um, You know, we're a weird breed, right? As entrepreneurs. Yeah, sure. All my friends are entrepreneurs because like, like, quote unquote, regular people, like just they they don't get us. (laughs) No. Yeah. So, yeah, I I guess knowing yourself and finding your tribe to recognize that, you know, Mm. you're not an ugly duckling you're here to yeah you're here to shine
1: yeah I love that and yeah there's that's interesting because just as you're saying that I'm like academia isn't about making people shine really at all right um even even just like the most accomplished researchers or the best teachers there's something very like you know I don't even know. I like, as I'm sitting here, think of, yeah, there's people that get accolades in academia, but there's something about like, Oh, there's something about eh, the institution as being not like more important, but there's something about the collective nature of the institution, Mm -hmm. something about it. That's like, Oh, we're, we're all in this together or something. And the, the shining part is like, it's just not, necessarily um maybe rewarded in a Mm -hmm. in a way that feels like it makes sense there there, a lot of professors at least in my experience and with at the institution i was at it's like very like um you just gave and like if you weren't giving then you you weren't a good professor but if you were giving without any boundaries then it's like oh yeah that person's great and they were talked well about on campus but it wasn't about um Really stepping into anything. Like, I, I like, there wasn't, it, it was just they were doing what they were quote unquote supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. That was interesting. When you said that, I was like, yeah, is there anyone that is encouraged to like shine? It's more, you're just encouraged to play by the rules. And, you know, the rules, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, who are they serving? Yeah. That's always a question I'm asking. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. That's um, a great question to be asking always. Right. Yeah. Who made, who who made the rules and who they're serving? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and we've kind of already nailed it already. (laughs) But yeah, patriarchal. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, so that, so thinking of, of those skills that you've brought into your business, I'd love to hear a little bit about you know, what your business started like, like how you kind of were getting your first clients online. It sounds like you said you created some courses, um, and all of that. And like, if you could maybe just share with us the journey of how your business has evolved a bit and kind of what you're up to now too, just so we can see, Mm -hmm. um, like I always try to kind of communicate in this podcast is, is, is it's an evolving thing, um, in your, if you keep checking in and, and really working on what do you desire, trying things out and seeing what fits, um, it has to change, right? So you're not you know some of those first initial moves you make, I think as a business owner, getting those first clients, like you have to you know create a package and have an offer and have someone to sell it to. but then, as you start really kind of nailing that down, you start to realize, oh this type of client doesn't feel so good, or this deliverable is is more than I'm willing to do mm-hmm. now or something. And so yeah. I think um, it's really cool, I think, in, in entrepreneurship that you get to go through this process of like... But that's that's kind of the key message, I think, that that your interview is communicating is it's like what do you desire, right? And keep checking into that quarterly. Um, and it moves much faster than academia. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're saying, that long process of, of study, the slow... The <laughs> Um, you know, deliberate nature of the institution. It's like the opposite of yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah. But if you can give us kind of some insight into your personal business journey, um, and and where you know how you've been kind of
0: structuring your business. Mm-hmm. Sure, I, I like how you specify in with your desires quarterly. Mm. <laughs> like a true. Quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's now, it's it's not on the calendar anymore. now. It's but quarterly. <laughs> but that's, yeah. it's actually yeah, it's it's great. Uh, yeah. um, I. I I find it, and I wish somebody would have uh, taught me that um, in in the mm-hmm. business courses that mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I took. This is something that I I start with when I start working with women, and I and i work with women who are feeling stuck and they're facing mm. a situation that they've tried everything to figure out be it at work relationship or in their health and i mm. and i start them by getting in touch with really what they want and and it may sound so simple but it's so deeply buried and it it took me mm-hmm. a journey of re- realizing the the layers the layers and layers and layers under which my my own have been buried and at first there is one sure. level of clarity that we allow ourselves to be aware of I'm like okay i got it and then you work on that level of clarity and like you said you realize oh maybe i don't love working um Solving this particular problem. Maybe I don't love teaching in this particular format, right? And then you mm-hmm. refine mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. So it's always keeping, uh, keeping, um, my hand on the pulse of my own pleasure and that has been a huge 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 breakthrough for me even Mm. reclaiming that i have the right to my pleasure and and the running as an organizing principle Mm -hmm. of how i make choices what i say yes to and it it changed Mm -hmm. everything when i realized that it's in my pleasure hanging out with other self-made women accomplished women and i Mm. i started getting unapologetic about how i uh, schedule my time like i schedule my time yeah. I, I have several conversations like you and i are having right now a week sometimes it's an interview sometimes it's just mm-hmm. it's just chatting with another mm-hmm. amazing woman and i'm mm-hmm. fortunate to have them as clients because i chose yes. them yep. i said yep this is this is who I want um because we're we have this kinship and and because it gives me pleasure <laughs> to work with mm-hmm. them and so my so my business started with just putting things out there really just getting into action and testing right it's all a lab mm-hmm. um did this land well did this technique and testing testing my pleasure level and in, in sure in doing this kind of marketing um and delivering in this way one of my mentors says um your offer is your life and i think it's Ooh. so so true um so once so i really I got it i was like okay what offers am i making um and um yeah. So it's hand in hand, getting to know yourself better every iteration. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I think that that's really the North Star, because the more we get to know ourselves, the more value we can offer. And there's a little caveat. I mean, it sounds nice. Get to know yourself better. But <laughs> as um, as a psychologist and a healer... Uh, when I say get to know yourself, I say go into your wounds, <laughs> go into your uh, wounds, um, and uh, reclaim the treasures, heal, yep. and reclaim the treasures that have been disowned. Maybe, um, maybe these are your best attributes like my inability to say oh to take no for an answer or my uh, obsessiveness or whatever that is right when I started reclaiming that I started really shining in a whole new way mm. and it doesn't stop of course but I find yeah. that all yeah. my offers emerge from there and better ability to communicate with my clients because the better I know my pain the better I can mm. speak to their pain Because that's ultimately why people want to work with us because we get them. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Yep. 100%. Yeah. So, what does your business look like now? Like, how, what are your income streams? um, And, you know, what kind of little changes have you Mm -hmm. made um, to really accommodate yourself and your desires. Mm -hmm. I love that. And your offer is your life. That's
0: great. Yeah, sure. So I have online programs. I have uh, quarterly retreats. (laughs) (laughs) nice. Which I'm looking to having them more often because I enjoy them very much. And these are three-day deep immersions. They're very intimate. They're small Mm -hmm. and they're hugely transformative. This is the time when a Mm -hmm. woman learns my entire system and makes a huge breakthrough in three days. I mean, they come with a warning, like your life is about to change dramatically. And um, these can then link, there is an option to then engage with this work for a year in the community with my mm. guidance um, and the community nice. is uh, remarkable of course and these are women I want to hang out with so right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my criteria um, and, um, and there is an option to work one-on-one I, I, I save like five mm. spots a year literally to work um, one-on-one um, so I'm I'm holding space for the community i'm holding space for this work also to reach the world mm. through uh, writing interviews and i'm working on my book right now it's going to be published oh, lovely. thank you it's going to be published in january um awesome. and um yeah i have a very very hot topic that nobody talks about and actually this is the first Ooh. podcast i'm going uh i'm coming out with this topic Ooh, on share it, on share the it. radio <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm going to be like in the in the social media post and be like Heard here first, right? I get the exclusive. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly.
0: It's heard on the Academics Mean Business podcast. Academics Mean
1: Business. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so when I Started uh, understanding myself better and things that were keeping me stuck. Like why I wasn't leaving the toxic job. It wasn't even an option. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why I was stuck in a marriage that was not working for me for years. Mm. And it's not for mm-hmm. the lack of try. I mean, we did go to therapy and we were kind of at the place where we were always good friends. We were just not sure. good partners. Mm. And, um, so I was trying to fix problems on the level of the problem, but f- fixing the symptoms, but I wasn't going anywhere. And my life really had to kick me hard to kick me out of these mm. situations. And when I... um took a hard look back I realized that it was really a specific kind of trauma that was keeping me stuck but this kind of mm. trauma mm-hmm. nobody talks about and I started calling it the patriarchal stress disorder <laughs> I told you ah. that PTSD was gonna Here make it a is. comeback. back <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> ding ding, ding. <laughs> So, and what I really mean by that um the patriarchal stress disorder is um is not just a cute <laughs> cute way to frame it. it's an actual physical mm. reality that it's mm-hmm. never been safe to be a woman yeah, it has never yeah. been physically emotionally um safe to be a woman it has never been safe to shine talked about that Mm -hmm. right in academia or Mm -hmm. elsewhere has never been safe to Mm -hmm. be attractive and sexy Mm. has never been safe to be um outspoken Mm -hmm. rich smart smart. (laughs) rich there you go yeah yep and whether or not we receive those messages overtly whether or not we even believe Mm. that Mm. Uh, patriarchy is a system it's it's systematic oppression of women, and whether or not we buy mm-hmm. into those things that, you know, you know it's safe, it's not safe. Our nervous systems know that. We're not dumb. Mm-hmm. Our nervous systems mm-hmm. are programmed to protect us. And the way it manifests is that our nervous systems are constantly in a state of hypervigilance. So it is like PTSD. Yeah. And what happens with mm-hmm. high-achieving women? Self-made women Like a lot of us are in academia A lot of us are in business Or um, uh, You know uh, Advancing our careers in different other ways Uh, What happens is that Well, there is the bright side, it makes us very productive. But on the not so bright side, it's exhausting. We suffer from adrenal Mm -hmm. fatigue, we suffer from hormonal Mm -hmm. imbalances, we suffer from, you know, thyroid issues, weight gain, whatever, all sorts of stress related health consequences, sleep issues, when Ariana Mm -hmm. Huffington, you know, collapsed from lack of sleep and she became a sleep crusader. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree that we need to sleep more, but she doesn't, (laughs) she (laughs) doesn't, she's not addressing the actual problem that that stress addiction that's created by this, um, this um, patriarchal uh, stress disorder, this nervous system activation. And there are big consequences Mm -hmm. in our relationships. Um, I, women I work with um, oftentimes unhappy in their relationships or, they're single and looking and can't really connect with a partner who would Mm -hmm. match them, who would meet them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And also because we are so programmed to solve our own problems, take care of everything ourselves. We have a problem receiving and it shows up in relationships and it shows up and, and being vulnerable. Right. And it shows up in business. We have a problem receiving abundance, um, that affects our bottom line. And because our nervous systems are so primed to look for threat, hyper-threat attunement, yeah, it makes us intuitive. It makes us em- empathetic. That also has to do with trauma. There's a correlation between empathy and trauma. Mm. <laughs> so oh, interesting. I not know. Yeah, Yeah, that makes these sense. are all awesome things. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But because we're so attuned to threat, we're playing defense more so than we play to win. Mm-hmm. We're protecting ourselves from losses versus, okay, I'm going to go after this and I'm going to win this thing. And it actually makes us blind to opportunities. So I don't know. Oh, they, have you heard this thing? Yeah. Have you heard this thing about the ships of Columbus that supposedly Native Americans couldn't see them because oh, they yeah. didn't exist mm-hmm, in their consciousness? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they didn't have that blueprint. I don't know if that's uh, like what to make of that, but that exists, right? That I Yeah, we'll get, a, like... we'll get a
1: PhD in history in here to see if that's what...
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see what that's about. But let's get a that's historian kind on. Of how... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's how kind of I, I think of women um, and opportunity. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. we just don't have that blueprint that this is even possible for us and we don't see it. Mm-hmm. Like a, I, I had this client who told me about the situation she was in and, and I was like, oh. And I saw an opportunity that she could add over $350,000 to her bottom line that year mm-hmm. from what she was mm-hmm. describing and I reflected it back to her, and she she was not seeing it. And I reflected it differently. She wasn't seeing it. I reflected it differently. And she was kind of seeing it, but didn't see it, that it was possible for her. Although the situation was presented to her. The opportunity was presented to her. It was actually like given to her. But that's, yes. that's how this trauma <laughs> um, uh, operates, is that we, yeah. we, we miss those things. We miss those things. We don't even see them because we're so attuned to protecting ourselves versus scanning for open opportunities. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, thank you. And when I started tapping into that, I saw how it held me back my whole life and how Mm. it wasn't until I started using mind-body-spirit tools for working through trauma because talk therapy is useless for trauma. It actually makes it worse, way worse. So it has to involve the body because the body is the subconscious mind. It doesn't lie. It remembers everything. And Mm -hmm. um, every time you were you know, verbally made to feel unsafe or physically. It didn't have to be a life-threatening experience. But I mean, any, any time you were told to, like, not shine so brightly, not be so pretty, whatever, whatever, that all left a, an imprint. And then we started mm-hmm. censoring mm-hmm. ourselves. We started being our own worst jailer and critic. And there's just mm-hmm. so much pain in that um, and how it shows up everywhere right business relationships health and i just um i just got on this soapbox and <laughs> took, took this on as a mission to help women see it mm-hmm. see the bars of that jail that are invisible mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. it and give them tools for for that jailbreak and everything is just better mm-hmm. on the other side Um, everything is better. Business is better. Health is better. Relationships and orgasms. There you go. Well,
1: that's (laughs) the key. (laughs) Done. (laughs) So that, that, yeah. yeah. Well, it's so true though, how all of that is connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How all of that is connected. Yeah. Part of me is realizing too. I feel like that and I'm trying, trying to connect it to like academia mm-hmm. and how, like what I experience in entrepreneurship is way faster or it's more, it's, it's so much more about like personal oh, development yes. and improvement and, um, academia mm-hmm. isn't, it's like, it's, it, it, yeah, there's no, there's very little, um. How can I improve? Because no one wants to admit that they're not okay, (laughs) because that's like a sign of weakness. Um, in in a in a an institution that's like you know everyone is you know you either have it what it takes or you don't, and there's these external you know judges of that or whatever, and so that shows up in so many different ways. So then entrepreneurship, it's like it's just, it's up to you. Do you, you know, what do you desire? What do you want it to look like? Are you going to take the action necessary to get that? And so you're just constantly just like going through this just exploration. Mm -hmm. And, um, and part of me is like, wow, this is so much harder than academia was. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the reward is so much greater. And I, and I feels like it's like, like I was saying, like, I'm like more alive. And I, and I, I actually, when I first was becoming an entrepreneur. I, I, what I loved about academia was the teaching part. And when I was in a classroom was when I felt very Mm -hmm. alive and those moments of just like exhilaration Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and then also moments with students and, and these just amazing out of the blue, like, you know, emails or like, you know, people just being like, you changed my life. I mean, there's just so much, um, you know, Mm -hmm. fulfillment in that. And then fast forward to going into entrepreneurship, and it's like, oh, like my whole life exactly, and I I hadn't thought about it like that. Um, so so you bringing up all how all that is connected, I'm I'm like really realizing that even my second year in business, um, going you know I've been full time entrepreneur out like not in academia for just a little over a year now, so like a year and a quarter or so, so. Yeah, thank you. And um but, but it's it's been quite yeah. the experience and even just like re- looking back on last year and looking at like you know forward in this year, I mean it's like night and day, but it's just been such a journey. And even at even listening to you, and I'm like, there's so many things I'm still working on and working through, um, which is already like, yes, your work is so needed in this space, because there's so much coaching around transformation. And there's people who have no idea what that mm. means. <laughs> um, and that's what's interesting about entrepreneurship. And I've talked about this mm-hmm. before, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. Um, you know, it, there's... It, Lot, it's a space of, okay, I did this, so I'm going to now teach it to yeah, other people, yeah. right? And um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a great way to be mm-hmm. a teacher, but there are other ways to be a teacher as well. And, you know, I think the academic teacher knows that just because you see the world in a certain way or experience that, it's not how right. everyone's going to experience that. So there's a lot of damage done out in this space. Um, so you, you know, your work at having studied You know, transformation academically, you know, you can position or you can kind of see how what, you know, research and theories and paradigms, how they talk with each other, like, you know, how it benefits people in certain positions in society. I mean, all these things are factors Mm -hmm. that determine how you can help someone transform. And there's so much of this, like, empty talk around that, That. Um, and so to me, it's like, this is why we need more academics in oh, this yeah. space. This is why we need academics in mainstream society, um, creating services for people because they, uh, they know how they can help
0: people um, because and of their background yes, and research. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And that's their way to yeah. liberate themselves too. Mm. And, and that's an that. inner uh, journey. Um, what you're reflecting on that this entrepreneurial journey, how growth happens so fast. To me mm-hmm. so fast. these are one of the best crucibles for inner transformation. Because it uh, entrepreneurial success to me requires a lot of uh, s- self knowledge and self honesty. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, yep. Yep. And that's a radical departure from just being on the tracks laid down for sure. you by society, where you <laughs> yep. uh, that's yep, not required yep. or can get in the way. And in terms of academics, getting um, getting out there with the offers, yeah, my gosh, there's such richness there um and mm-hmm. mm. And and it's it's challenging, too, on many levels, because as, yes. as much as I, I'm very grateful for, you know, having been the geek my entire life, <laughs> but, <Right>? but also <laughs> crazy geek, geek <laughs> but also there's so much to unlearn. I'm stumbling over my mm-hmm. own academic language uh, when I'm trying to communicate yes. my ideas and people's li- eyes are just like glazing over it. So <laughs> I love it, actually. <laughs> I'm like Can you I talk know, more about- yeah, it's I, learning- but learning which is yeah. funny, which the is learning to talk human again. That's a that's a
1: <laughs> that's a that's a gross. <laughs> edge. Which is just an indicator that we only want to hear yeah, each other. I know, right? Which is just like <laughs> shit. Oh no, here's another limiting factor of what it means to be an academic. <laughs> That's why we that's left. Why we I left. was sick of hearing other people talk, but now I missed it. <laughs> I missed it all last year. Here I am back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I love what you do in your mission uh, to in, encourage academics um, to come out with their gifts because there's just mm-hmm. such, such richness. And I think, again, the patriarchy has uh, conditioned us to see, okay, this is a structure that we created for you and that's just it, right? To be... Mm. To have that statue or whatever, uh, that prestige, or to be acknowledged yeah. as an expert, you you have to have mm-hmm. earned your PhD and you have to be a tenured mm-hmm. professor. But there is so much value outside of that, and. Um, Sometimes I, I like come across a great article in in a scientific journal somewhere, and like, well, who's going to translate that for the people who actually need it? Right? Who, who are not ever mm-hmm. going to do see something that ever, 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 ever. And, ever. and, and mm-hmm. like you said, like the coaching I I mean industry it's such a wild west and uh, there are amazing people doing this amazing work doesn't necessarily require formal education at all but but there Mm -hmm. is some work again from 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 a place of caring and heart and that worked for me but it does so much disservice like there is research that shows that affirmations actually serve the opposite uh, they create an opposite effect mm. if the subconscious, if they disagree with what's in the subconscious. If they really don't believe it. You yeah, can, that's yeah. why yep. I, I mm-hmm. say the subconscious always wins and the subconscious is the body and yep. you really, you can't just bypass Ooh, it yes. by like, if you feel like if you've had experiences of being unsafe, right? And you you stand in front of the mirror and you repeat, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. That's going to get worse. Your trauma is going to get worse. There's research mm-hmm. to show that, but of course, if you don't yep. know that yep. and you just heard it, or Louise Hay teaches that, the, okay, yep. um, you're gonna teach it from the best intentions. But then, yeah, not so good. Mm. I've actually mm-hmm. had a lot of mm-hmm. uh, patients over the years who would come to me because they're all people who were attracted to my work. Were all, you know, the self help oriented, personal growth oriented mm-hmm. people on the journey. And they would do um yeah. this work, such as affirmations, et cetera, and they would come to me with panic attacks from that. Mm. Mm. You know. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's never resonated with me. I mean, I love it as an easy button, like, oh, I just have to tell myself these things.
0: <laughs> but there's something, <laughs> there's something
1: inner of me that just totally resisted it. It's like, it's not going to be that easy. I can't just, like, make up sentences and everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, so if you, do you have any, like, advice for um, for an academic who is either... You know, uh, in the kind of mm. side hustle thing, or someone who's who's listening to this, who's like, you know, I've always wanted to do something else, and you know, I'd love to subsidize so I don't have to teach during summer school or whatever. Um, what what would your advice be? What What do you mm. wish
0: you knew when you were starting out mm-hmm. online? Okay, first, I, I really want to say, let's be friends. Let's get connected. I I I I love you, yes. old geeks. Let's, let's just be like, <laughs> let's, uh, let's just overcome this. Conditioning together and uh, move forward into a, a brighter, bigger, <laughs> a glorious future. So um, the advice, some, you know, yeah, again, like get in touch with your desire and see what's getting in the way yeah. of you getting in touch with that. Are there some beliefs that were prescribed to you that are not even yours, like tenure matters? Okay mm, or it's prestigious yes. or this is the only way for me to make uh, to kind of um make sense of my advanced degree Is that actually true? And mm. look at things that actually inspire you and light you up in the, in the best sense like get you excited? Follow that and look at things that light you up in the sense of getting you angry and pissed off and you just mm-hmm. want to get on your soapbox and, and rant about, like I was ranting a moment yes. before. And, and take note of that and marry the two and marry yep. them. Marry your rants yep. and your bliss. And and then the business mm. tools will show up. Yeah, it's that. pretty it's it's not rocket science.
1: It, yeah, right? It, we don't have to make it harder than it is cuz it's not getting, you know, mm, writing your PhD yeah. and trying to get, you know, your dissertation yeah. advisor to approve.
0: Yeah, Lindsay <laughs> will teach you how to create your course. Don't <laughs> worry about that. She's got there you. You go. <laughs> you I probably. got your back.
1: Yeah, and you got the inside. I, I got, got the inside. I
0: got the journey. I'll go let's uh let's um love it. Uh, break Let, let's um Do the jailbreak together in every area of your life
1: and uh, why the hell not? Why not? I love it. I used to say that in high school and I didn't know how much it really resonated <laughs>
0: like later in life. Like, oh yeah, Lindsay, who was like 17, wow. what she was talking about. Yeah. Why not? Listen to your younger self, right? That's a gr- another great tip. You listen to mm-hmm. your like, yeah,
1: there you go. That's a nice little tip. Good. So where can people find you if they want to connect further and um, chat with you about some of your services or just, you know, yeah, be friends yeah, with let's you? Be friends.
0: I'm at drvalerie.com <laughs> and on, on all social, I'm the Dr. Valerie. So, uh, somebody had to Claim that, um, and uh, and uh, um, if uh, you are a woman, a self made woman like myself and Lindsay and uh, a lot of our friends, lots of, lots listeners, of listeners, I'm sure. If you're you, um, go to herjourneymap.com, herjourneymap.com. I'm so excited about putting my whole system there. Don't worry, it's not my dissertation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I will be looking for footnotes, so you better have some sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh,
0: it's 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 a place where you can find yourself on that journey, where where you are in terms of uh, that patriarchal stress disorder, how it's affecting you, and what you can do to start healing it now. It has the actual map. Mm-hmm. It has my actual seven step system. I'm not holding back, and it has the steps. And if you want to take that work further, there's information on how to take it further with me. I'm always checking my email, reading, responding, and looking for new friends. (laughs) Yay, aren't we all, aren't we all? Well, Dr. Valerie, this has been amazing.
1: I am so glad I got to learn more about you and your background and your work. Um, This this has been just a great conversation, and I just literally, like, all over my notes, it just says, So um if that's like your lasting message, I mean
0: it's a great one and and thank you for that reminder because it is so important. Great pleasure, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening.